Welcome to All Places Together. Here we believe that our stories are connected to one another and rooted in God's radical love for diverse creation. Wherever you are, whoever you are, however you are, take a deep breath. Here's a story for you, a story called However. How many conversations do you have on any given day that include the question, how are you? How many times do you answer that question fully or honestly when it is asked of you? How many times do you actually want to listen to the full and honest answer of the person you asked that question of? I know that at least half of my conversations each day include the question, how are you? And I know that I rarely fully answer that question when I am asked. I know I regularly tell strangers that I'm well, even when I'm having a hard or stressful day. And I know that it's sometimes difficult to share the fullness of how I'm actually doing, even with those who I am close with and those that I trust. Goodness, and on the other side of things, I have to admit I am occasionally shocked when someone actually goes all in on telling me on how they are, and I was really just asking to be polite. You know, like I've had to like stop and tell myself, all right, Colleen, like you asked, you need to listen and be there for this person and just, you know, try to listen well. In our society, the question, how are you, is such a fixture of polite conversation. Yet the sharing and listening to the full and honest answers to this question is significantly less common, right? Really telling someone how you are doing can be very vulnerable. We don't always know if we can trust the other person with our feelings. We don't know if they'll keep our confidence. And sometimes we're afraid that they might actually make us feel worse. Also, we don't always really want people knowing all of our feelings or current happenings, like boundaries and privacy are important in our lives. And likewise, we might not really be comfortable with knowing all of the feelings and current happenings of someone that we aren't that close with. So how are you? It's kind of a dangerous question. But truth be told, In October 2021, in the United States, I feel safe making the blanket statement that we are all a little unwell. It has been a grueling 18 months of pandemic living, and the Delta variant really smashed a lot of collective and individual hopes about what the late summer and early fall would be like. The stress, isolation, fear, and anger has done a number on us all. So when someone asks me, how are you? I feel like the simple, honest answer is, hanging in there. But the most honest reply is, how much time do you have? The third and final core affirmation of all places together is that God loves you however you are, right? And in more in just a cast your burdens onto Jesus for he cares with you sort of way. If you didn't catch the reference, that's like a kid's song that does have some pretty cool hand claps to it. 
while it is so deeply true that Jesus does care for you, Jesus actually has a lot more to say about mental health and well-being above and beyond just, hey, I'm Jesus, give me all your problems in prayer and it'll be fine. Like Again, like Jesus hears our prayers and is there for us in that place. And for some, that might be enough. But for others who struggle with mental health concerns, prayer often isn't enough. And this is why I give thanks that God has given us the gifts of all types of therapy, recovery groups, and yes, medicines to help our mental health. Author Glennon Doyle shared this great meme last year that said, Jesus loves me, this I know, for he gave me Lexapro. Lexapro is a type of antidepressant and anti-anxiety medicine. So to this meme, Glennon, I say, amen. God works through all of these means to bring health and wholeness to those who wrestle with mental illness. Because the truth is that God gets it. Jesus gets it. Because Jesus came to earth 2,000 years ago in human form. He lived among people and saw our struggles. Of course, back then, people didn't have the full understanding of mental health that we have today, like the DSM didn't exist. But the people, they still struggled with anxiety, depression, grief, fear, anger, addiction, and all of the things that we struggle with today. Jesus saw this and was with the people in their need, and he healed many. Moreover, Jesus himself dealt with these humans' emotions. I don't think to the extent that he would receive like a diagnosis from a psychologist today, but Jesus felt human emotions, and he did many of the things that we do to help take care of our bodies and our minds, right? Jesus took time away. Jesus slept. Jesus ate and nourished his body. Jesus exercised. I mean, mainly he walked everywhere because that's like, you know, how we got around. But still, it counts. It's exercise. I'm sure he was strong from all of that walking. Right. And Jesus also enjoyed time with his friends, those times of release and laughter. And there are some particular Bible stories that really highlight the true emotions that Jesus felt and the struggles that he went through, too. When Jesus got word that his dear friend Lazarus died, the Bible tells us in John 11 that Jesus wept. He felt sadness and grief and was affected by loss. Now, if you've heard this story before, you may remember that Jesus actually goes on to resurrect Lazarus from the dead, um, right? And this action is decidedly beyond human capabilities. However, it does not negate the fact that Jesus mourned the loss of his friend, felt deep sadness, and cried about it. Jesus felt fear and anxiety. On the night before he was crucified, Jesus was in a garden praying to God. 
We read about this in Mark 14. Jesus was there with his disciples who kept falling asleep because it was the middle of the night. Um, And Jesus kept waking them up and telling them to keep praying with him. But that night, Jesus prayed to God to change the path that was before him. He was anxious, I think, because he knew that this path that was before him would include physical torture, mental anguish, and death, death on a cross. Now we know that this action was already in motion and it wasn't going to be able to be stopped. The guards who would arrest him were already on their way to the garden when Jesus was praying. So rightly so, in that moment, Jesus felt fear and anxiety. And there's not telling if the prayer removed those feelings, if Jesus was somehow suddenly at peace with everything, right? We don't know. We don't know if the prayer removed those feelings or just gave Jesus enough strength to not run away. Regardless, this insight into Jesus's fear and anxiety is powerful and comforting for our own moments of fear and anxiety too. And at least once, Jesus really let his anger get the better of him. Jesus turns tables and makes a ruckus. This story is told in all four Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. And this fact is remarkable because not all four Gospels tell the same stories. Like they're not identical parallel books. So the fact that it makes it into all four is a big deal. So I'm particularly looking at the version that's found in the second chapter of John. In this version, Jesus makes a whip out of cords to drive the money changers out of the Jewish temple in Jerusalem. The money changers were there either exchanging coins for the temple tax, and there likely would have been some other people who were selling animals that were needed for the various religious sacrifices. Whether they were changing the money or selling the animals, there was a lot of corruption and taking advantage of the people who were coming to express their faith. And this really pissed Jesus off. He turns over the tables, like he literally threw them over. Um, He lets the animals go free. Uh, This story is called the cleansing of the temple, but it really is more of like a purge vibe. Jesus doesn't use his words to reason with people and calmly express himself. He makes physical moves against them and damages their property in the process. There's a lot to unpack in this story about Jesus' use of violence, and that's not our focus today. But what our focus today is, is that Jesus got really angry and acted out of it at least once. Nevertheless, the power of Jesus' anger is made clear in this story. Again, in addition to feeling all of the feels himself, Jesus also came alongside those who were suffering from true mental health concerns and loved them and healed them. Even all of the physical healings that Jesus performed had mental and emotional aspects to them as well. Through their physical healing, the people were able to engage in community life again. They were no longer unclean. They were no longer shamed. 
They were no longer cast out because of their illness. Jesus healed their bodies and also set them on a path toward better mental and emotional health because of their restored relationships and their restored ability to be a part of the wider community. Likewise, in the present day, Jesus is with us in our mental health challenges and heals people through the God-given gifts of therapy and medicine. Jesus gets it and is with us in it. Jesus does not mean for you to suffer alone or to suffer in silence. So when I say that God loves you however you are, I really mean it. Now, there are some stories about the miraculous healing power of prayer from the modern day. And I don't want to discount the miracles that have happened in people's lives. At the same time, I think it's important to say that I have not been healed exclusively through prayer or directly through prayer, despite really praying for that many times in my life. However, I do believe that prayer has given me the strength to seek the help I needed it when I felt unshamed of getting that help or when I felt unsure as to whether or not there was someone who could help me. I believe that prayer led me to those who I needed in that moment in order to grow in health. So if you haven't been directly or exclusively healed through prayer, you're not alone. But I do hope that prayer has led you along paths of healing to those other gifts of restoration and hope that God offers. Therapy is a gift from God. If you are in therapy right now, good for you for doing the hard and vulnerable work. I hope and pray that it is a good match with your therapist and that you are growing in health with each session. Medicine is a gift from God. If you take daily or occasional prescribed medicines for your mental health, Good for you for taking care of your brain and body. I hope that the medicine helps you to be more fully yourself and to interact with yourself and the world in a healthier way. If you are on the fence about therapy or wondering about mental health medicine, let me be a voice that encourages you to ask for help and to talk to a professional about it. Either a therapist or your primary care provider. Since leaving the structure of school, I have found my therapists from the Psychology Today website if you're looking for a place to start. And just know that I believe that literally every person would benefit from therapy. Recovery groups like Alcoholics Anonymous are gifts from God. If you are doing the hard work of working your steps for the first time or the tenth time, Good for you for showing up for yourself with both brutal honesty and abiding grace. I hope that you find the support you need in that community and that you find new hope in sobriety. Sabbath rest and self-care are gifts from God. If you have found a rhythm of caring for your mind and body that works for you, good for you for listening to yourself and for dedicating to that discipline. 
May your intentional self-tending keep you resilient for the ups and downs of daily life. God has worked through many of these ways and more in my life. So if you feel alone, hear my voice as one that says you aren't. Jesus is with you as you feel all of the feels of 21st century pandemic life. It can be messy. It can be heartbreaking. It can be anxiety-inducing. It can be blood-boiling. But no matter how you would answer the question, how are you? No matter what is going on in your life, And of course, wherever you are and whoever you are, God is with you. God loves you. And God is walking along the path of your life with you to bring you to healing and wholeness and hope. Prayer for however. Abiding God, I give thanks for the good days that are filled with smiles and laughter and confidence. On those days, I feel your light shining out of me into the world. And I don't know that I give thanks for the bad days, the sad days, or the mad days. But I do give thanks for your presence with me on those days, for your comfort, for your space for my tears, for your openness to my anger. Remind me that on those bad, sad, and mad days, that your light is still with me and in me. I am not alone. Bring the companions to me that I need to make it through those days, and empower me to be with others on their hard days too. Amen. Thank you for joining us at All Places Together. If you heard yourself or someone you know in these stories today, we hope that you heard God too. This past week, All Places Together crossed 2,000 total podcast listens. This is absolutely incredible to me. Thank you to those who listen every week, to those who binge several episodes at a time, to those who have only listened once to see what it was all about. And to those who have recommended the podcast to someone or listened because of a recommendation. It's amazing to think of the ripples of God's love going out across the world to all places and making an impact in people's lives. Thank you. I also want to give a shout out to two listeners who have been binging and catching up and then posting on socials about it. I also want to give a shout out to two listeners who have been binging and catching up and posting on socials about it. 
Luke, it is always the right time for Care for Creation. And I hope that those episodes helped you get ready for your class that taught you more about the environment. And Leslie, thanks for tagging folks that you think will find the episodes meaningful on Facebook. And let me just say, if you are also a binge listener, please know that you are always welcome to go back to all posts on social media and add comments there and share there. To continue to see all places together grow, you can give through our website. Scroll to the bottom where it says give to all places together and you'll be redirected to our giving platform. Thanks to our mission partners, the Virginia Synod, the Evangelical Lutheran Church in America, and people like you who have shared contributions. We know that it can be hard to give financially. So remember that we celebrate all of the ways that you share the stories of all places together with the people in your life. I hope that you'll share this week's episode with someone whom you want to remind that God's presence is always with them. And until next time, Remember that God is with you, wherever, whoever, and however you are.